0: What's happening,
1: weirdos? What's happening, (laughs) weirdo? Endeared. What's happening, endeared? Endeared. That's how I've been.
0: Oh, you were trying to say. No,
1: no, I was trying to say indeed. (laughs) And I came out as endeared.
0: Because I said weird.
1: Ooh, that (laughs) endears me to you that you saved me and told me why I made a mistake because I think you're right. At least that serves me. So I'll choose to believe that you were right. Indeed. Endeared.
0: (laughs) What's happening, mother? Welcome to the chaos. <laughs> Welcome
1: to the This is a great one. If you're if you've ever listened to the show and you're like I wish it was deep but it was just a little bit calmer. This is the one for you. Lila was <laughs> up 4:30 to 6. six.
0: Yeah. Old no, I was I think it was 4:50 to 6:30 and then you had to wake up again at 8:15 yeah. cuz I woke you up.
1: <laughs> Old PD's got broodied. I got brutal.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's okay. I'm fine. We'll be fine. Uh, But this is a great, more relaxed, but very interesting episode. I always love our uh, little weekly date here. Mm -hmm. And uh, happy that you guys are here to share in the delights with us. Yeah. And if you like the show, wait, why don't you come see it live? Talking about Los Angeles, part of the Netflix is a weird fest, May 8th, 8 p.m.
0: Netflix is a weird
1: Netflix is a weird... Oh, my God. I'm so tired.
0: Endeared.
1: <laughs> oh, my you're just, God. You're having
0: some sort of brain you know, episode where you're inserting yes. weird into every word. <laughs> no, I'm into weird. Into every word. No, weird. No, I'm weird.
1: Oh, my jeez. If uh, ever I've loved thee. It's May 8th. It's 7 p.m. Love to see you. Part Love of Netflix is a joke, joke fest. And the next Largo is May 20th. Those are always great. Last one was Dimitri Martin. Before that was Amy Schumer and mm-hmm. John Mulaney and... always incredible. David Spade, wonderful music guests, Mm -hmm. uh, music guests. You know
0: music guests? Phoebe
1: Bridgers did it in the past. It's Mm -hmm. always a hoot. Bo Burnham's done it in the past. Mm -hmm. It's always a hoot. I just keep thinking of people (laughs) who've done it. It's the highlight of my month, too. Even if it's not huge, jaw-dropping guests, it's Mm -hmm. always the highlight of my month. It's always, always, always so fun. The best place to see comedy is Largo. Mm -hmm. See any show, really, there is, is good uh, visiting LA or in LA advice, but if you want to see me at Largo mm-hmm. and v- listen to Val laughing in the wings and sometimes popping out, mm-hmm. May twentieth is the next Living at Largo. That's Largo lacom LA dot com for ticks, and but also really come to that May eighth one because we're gonna we're gonna stack it. We're gonna
0: stack that up.
1: We're gonna stack that up with great guests. It's gonna be and Val will be on that one.
0: Yeah, if I can get a a
1: babysitter. Which we will.
0: (laughs) We We will. will. We We will. will. We
1: will. And if you like the show, why not try a Pete's Pick? One of them we're mother-speaking into right now. (laughs) I'm talking about these mother crisp, mother clean, (laughs) mother high-end, unbelievable, as of yet unreleased XLR mics from our friends at Blue. so 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 val val (laughs) why are we talking about a mic you can't get because there's so many blue mics you can get yep before we were using these blue mics which will be out soon we were using the blue yeti which is the usb mic that you can plug straight into your computer and just start what do you want to do what's your dream Podcasting?
0: Yep. Animation? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you got, Val? Music? You love singing? Uh Uh-huh. I actually bought... I I don't know if you remember this, but that Blue Yeti was technically mine (sighs) because when I was back in, uh, I guess, the first season of Crashing, so whenever, whatever year that was... I was going to do my own little podcast. Which you did, and you recorded it with the Blue Yeti. Yeah, and I bought the Blue Yeti because I did a lot of research on what the best podcast mic was.
1: But all the early We Made It Weirds that we recorded in our car, we were with the Blue Yeti. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because, it's the first of all, it sounds incredible. It's a great price. And also, it's the only uh, USB mic that I've found that has... The setting on the back. Yeah. Like, are you sitting in front of it? Is there someone sitting across from you? Are there multiple people in the room all sitting around the mic? Yep. It's the only one that I found that's any that has anything like that. Mm-hmm. And that makes a huge, huge difference. And it
0: looks really cool. It looks like a piece of... Uh, like a piece of art that you would put on your On like a late night
1: show too. Yeah. It's like it would be on your desk in a late night show. Yeah. Uh, It's made by the same company, Blue, that have made high-end studio mics that have been used on tons and tons of big records. Blue's been around for more than 20 years and today they are part of the Logitech for creators. Uh, So whatever you're about, I mean, you like listening to podcasts. Maybe you want to do one. Yeah. Maybe you want to record an album. Maybe, maybe you want you... to make a cartoon. Maybe you want to do voiceover over beautiful footage of the Sahara Desert.
0: Maybe you just also are kind of like a sound geek and you want to have your Zoom calls be Honestly, clearer.
1: be that person. Be
0: a sound geek. We all be appreciate it. Be the
1: person on the Zoom that goes to that lower left, that clicks on the, the arrow by the mute button, mm-hmm. and selects Blue Yeti microphone and <laughs> sounds better. Yeah. Watch everyone appreciate and yourself appreciate i wish everybody would would do that because the the built-in stinks yeah the built-in stinks
0: i think we can all agree the built-in stinks <laughs> and here's what
1: you can do you can not only can you do that you'll support this show it really means so much to us go to blue mic.com that's m-i-c like microphone blue and use code weird for a special deal on any blue microphone Love. And depending on when you hear this, maybe the XLR will be out if you're way, way, way behind. Mm-hmm. Definitely recommend that as well as the Blue Yeti. I, I've used their, uh, used their Snowball. That was their first mic that I oh, used. Oh,
0: yeah. I've
1: had a lot of blue mics over the years. Yeah. used to do my voiceover auditions on a, on a oh. blue Snowball. Cute. So they're all great. Been yeah. a big fan for years. So grateful that they're sponsoring the show. And it would mean a lot if you're in the market for a microphone. Support the show. Use yep. uh, promo code WEIRD. Yeah, and also I wanted you here for this one too, Val. Here it is on the desk. Not that can that you could hear be that? Any. Can you hear that? <laughs> That's the sound of the world's first productivity drink.
0: Ooh, Ooh. Uh, we're talking about magic. We're talking about mind, mind. magic. We're talking mind. about magic mind. magic mind.
1: It is the best. I just had Mitch Mitch Hurwitz, uh, the creator of Arrested Development, just did the podcast, as you guys know. And when he left, I gave him a 30 pack of Magic Mind. I don't normally do that because I hoard it. Yeah. Like Scrooge McDuck. I swear by it. I panic if we're getting low. Yeah. I order way more than we need. Because yeah. it has changed my life. Yeah. It's in my carry-on bag. It's I, I keep them in my pockets. If I travel, I bring it with me. It is that, that, that important. It is not an energy drink. I, I don't I'm not a fan of energy drinks that mm. jack you full of caffeine or taurine or whatever it is. It really is a productivity drink because it's made with a mix of twelve functional ingredients like matcha nootropics that help you focus and adaptogens that help you fight off stress and it's designed for you to drink with your coffee in the morning so you'll drink less coffee Mm -hmm. but it'll make that coffee or that tea more effective and rounder yeah. because adaptogens are the things that help you cope with stress. And let's be honest, caffeine's awesome, Mm -hmm. but it can be a bit sharp and it can make you a little bit tense. The adaptogens come in and smooth out the whole experience, getting you into that flow state. So when you take... Caffeine or just magic mind by itself because it has about 35 mi- uh, milligrams of caffeine in it. So I often drink it without anything else. Uh-huh. You don't get wired, you get dialed in. Yes. It's like Gatorade for creators. Creatorade? It's for entrepreneurs, freelancers, (laughs) artists, and you get 30% more stuff done on average. That's five to seven hours of 30% more productivity after drinking. I just did 25 words or less. I did very good. It's a game show. Mm -hmm. Guess what I'm drinking in between the shows?
0: Uh, Soda.
1: Created to be taken daily for a sharper (laughs) mind, steady energy, immune support, and less stress. It is the creator's best friend. Try it 15 to 30 minutes before recording a podcast like this or sitting down to write. You will fall in love. We promise. Uh, it even fends off some symptoms of ADD, procrastination, brain fog and fatigue and gets you, this is what I told Mitch, it was like nothing gets you into that flow state yeah. more naturally and more gently it's like than li- magic mind.
0: Liquid flow state. So often in the mornings, I feel like anxious and tired And I'm like, um, okay, I need need to feel more awake, but less stressed out. And like, if you just drink coffee, it's It's so often going to shoot you up. Uh, And so this is perfect because it does make me feel more awake. But like you said, it also gives me rounder. And like the adaptogens are just so helpful. So So key. key. So, so key. So that you're relaxed enough to focus. Yeah.
1: That's, ex- that's really well put. I love that. So with the money back guarantee, any first purchase will be refunded. No questions asked. If it doesn't meet your expectations, so you really have nothing to lose. And we have a special offer for weirdos. Go to www.magicmind.co. Who has time for thecom.co/slash/weird? <laughs> Not only will you get twenty percent off your first order, which is incredible, uh, you'll also be showing your support of this podcast, which means a lot to us. Go to magicmind.co/slash/weird and use discount code at checkout weird to get twenty percent off your first order and show your support. All right, everybody. This is number 84. Wow. Wow. Did I do my, uh, we talk a little bit about the Ben Stiller episode, which is coming up. Uh, Just answer from your gut. Ben Stiller, good friends with Owen Wilson. Mm -hmm. Did I do my Owen Wilson impression? Absolutely. I mean, listen and find out. Oh, but yes,
0: yeah, 100%, which we get a lot of that from our friend Jack who did it once. Remember, Jack was the oh, first yeah. person who
1: wow. we
0: were in Hawaii yeah. and we were looking at a beautiful view and he went, wow, Wow. <laughs> I don't know if he, I think he wow. said that's, that was like Meow. Owen,
1: Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson, the cat. Yeah. Meow.
0: Meow. Oh,
1: very good. All right.
0: Uh, what do we say? Oh, get into it.
1: Very good, very nice,
0: very nice.
1: Papa <censorship> B- ba- 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 and the Jutes, do,
0: and
1: the jats. dun,
0: <laughs> Wow, like, I haven't even sat bah, down yet. Boo, I just came in bah, the door. Bruh, 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 booty. Here I am. Let me get situated. That's a good uh,
1: Elton John is a good example. Hello, my love.
0: Hi. You look
1: beautiful. You were just doing a photo shoot.
0: That's right. I'm a model. I'm a model
1: citizen. I'm a.
0: Mo- I am the only kind of model I am is a model citizen.
1: <laughs> She's a model. What <laughs> citizen? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I only date that, models that's so, so. that's so like the kind of joke you would play on a kid like in second well, grade your where Saint you're like Bernard. oh yeah you're a Saint Bernard that was always my
1: favorite one yeah, we've talked about that before on the podcast I know
0: I love that yeah
1: you're my you're <laughs> and then there was the other way where it's dirty in the first part and then you make it you're like
0: oh yes. I love your whole right. family yeah, <laughs> like yeah that was like a yeah.
1: rambunctious way
0: yeah I think I probably shared
1: with the dirty
0: when you when you did the Saint Bernard I think I probably shared that my my family like my dad started it and then my whole family loved to sing (laughs) she's got freckles on her but she's pretty
1: (laughs) that is that's so nauseating (laughs) I know how it 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 won't just do it just do it like (laughs) Uh, what was it, um, they, they were, how's your whole family, how's your dick, tation machine, like it looks so dirty, like she's got freckles on her butt, she's birdie. I, I like
0: genuinely think as it's... As
1: clean as it could be.
0: Yeah, I think it is fun for most kids. likely from the TV show Hee Haw, yeah. which is my dad's favorite show and really a fundamental part of his personality. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've never seen Hee but I, I'm vibing with you. It's
0: like a, it's a very Southern. It's not John Paul. Goodnight, the Bill. Like... No, that's the Waltons, I think. Oh. Hee Haw is a sketch show. It's like Carol Burnett for hillbillies.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So it's and it and it was kind of did have some funny things, don't but it, break
1: was, it like you're I'm seeing little <laughs> Valerie that was like, and we liked it. Yeah, like, no, I'm I don't sure want to like, I don't want to betray like the family the, yeah, by no,
0: shit talking. Hee ha
1: no, please don't.
0: Um, but that I'm pretty sure it's from that. And if it's not, then just knowing that that. Song could have been like it would have been somebody with like blacked out teeth and overalls playing the banjo very well and singing yeah. she's got freckles on her butt <laughs> she's pretty yeah no i'm That's, enjoying yeah, it yeah. you got it yeah
1: we were saying this morning that we we just need to laugh uh, i like, just
0: want to laugh there
1: does seem to be something so ben stiller did the pod this past week it'll be out soon which was awesome yeah. and we were having an interesting discussion about whether or not like all this overthinking or over feeling or (sighs) over attunement, I guess I could say to all your thoughts and feelings makes you less happy. Mm
0: -hmm. But in the
1: spirit of the TV show Severance, we were like, I wonder, and there's no way to know the answer. If the real like whistling in the, in the Lily Fields, like kind of sunshine on my shoulder people that just seem to be unconcerned yeah, if they're any, which is remember in severance, your unconscious you're, is like you're any.
0: Do they call them any?
1: Yeah, you're any and you're outie. Oh yeah, these are the colloquial terms that the that the workers. Yes. Make up. Yeah, yeah. I get defensive because I, I <laughs> like, I did catch myself feeling defensive. I'm like, severance is a perfect. Oh, I role. know it is. I no, know. No, no, it no. Is. It, it I just, I was be.
0: doubting that because I watched a few episodes and I was like, I don't remember it being any. That's all you heard.
1: Oh, well it's also i think uh, it's so silly <laughs> i like severance therefore severance is part of my identity and therefore you saying that makes me go like wait a minute which is so <laughs> yeah. dumb i'm I'm yeah. just noticing uh but yes i think in a cheeky kind of funny way like what would you really do in reality you'd, you'd have like a jokey way of referencing the part of you that's severed on the outside yeah and that would be your Audi, and, you, and you're the any uh are the hmm.
0: sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I didn't know we were starting right we when I came in the door.
1: But that, that was pretty fun. And then I did a very passive aggressive. Hmm.
0: It was pretty much just standard aggressive.
1: <laughs> you know what? Turn your Apollo on. I am chill out.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm Turning it on. Tolerate husband. <laughs> oh my
1: god, that would go through the roof if there was a tolerate <laughs> yeah, husband. They could make that setting. It kind of is yeah relax and unwind maybe yeah (laughs) okay what was i saying are the people who are just yeah just eating fried dough Uh
0: uh-huh
1: no dish should be its recipe that's -hmm. what the snob in me says eating fried dough (laughs) walking barefoot through a carnival
0: that's so funny no
1: dish should be i've never heard
0: you say that
1: that's an old homesy
0: that's really funny
1: um, I should write it down. I need new jokes. Uh,
0: Cause it is like even like I made us cheesy potatoes or whatever.
1: Okay, I'm writing it down.
0: Melted cheese potatoes.
1: I'm writing it down.
0: I'm trying to think. Fried I'm sure.
1: Dough. Oops, I, I was in sketch ideas. Why did I go to? Oh, I have a sketch idea called Breathe Right Extreme.
0: Uh, you know, you
1: make a Breathe Right, then you make like an extra strength, which is even stronger. So it like opens you your nose wider. Yeah, Breathe Right Extreme. If I host SNL. I'll pitch Breathe Right Extreme and it's so strong that you put it on and then there's a little handle and you just rip your nose off. <laughs> so you just have like completely unobstructed airway. Just <gasps> like, can't you just see Keenan ripping his nose like, off and being like,
0: <gasps> <mouse>. <gasps>
1: it's absolutely <laughs> unfiltered, pure. And then in the morning you pick it up and you reattach it. But then the way that the, the sketch heightens is then you're like in the office and your nose starts kind of sliding <laughs> off. And it's like, don't use Breathe Right extreme, like that sort of thing, yeah, like yeah, a pharmaceutical. Breathe
0: right, extreme can cause spontaneous nose slippage. <laughs>
1: That's it. Fried dough. And I'll put in cheesy potatoes. That's a great little tag. Um, all I was saying was, are the, are the very happy seeming people, and I, I'm not contesting that they're happy, are their unconsciouses handling all the panic for them? Like, yeah. are they having dreams where it's like, <gasps> and they're just like not remembering that and you get up and you're like, it's a good
0: day if you have a pink lemonade." I ask myself this narrowly every day. Narrowly every day, which is narrowly, which is the opposite. Or no, it's not the opposite. Anyway, uh, because, well, I do think that there are people who are just working from less emotional centers. Like you and I are Even when we got our human design reading by my friend, Samantha Shepard, who did a great job, uh, we, she was like, you know, some people have like more of an intellectual center. Some people have more of a gut center. She's like, you and Pete both have emotional centers. So that means that like, we just are very just feelings. We have mucho feelings and we're very, uh, we like make our decisions based on those feelings. That's, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. For, you know, I think more that's in line with
1: that. my Enneagram. The one and the two. No, the two, three, four is a gut. The gut people?
0: Uh, I'm a gut. No, I think it's. it's
1: oh, we're head people. Yeah. No, we're heart people. This I is just news. We don't know. Anyway.
0: Anywhos, um so. It's gone. It's completely it's
1: gone. It's because I said to this news, I put too much pressure on you. Yeah, we're, we're both feeling people. And not everybody's oh, that yes. way.
0: Yeah, not everybody is that way. And so I do think some people are feeling less. But I am working from the history of, like, I used to be extremely dissociated, come from, you know, like most of us, a long lineage of dissociated people. And I feel like I'm the first generation to, my brother and I, to be like, let's be in our bodies mm. what's experience what are we experiencing in our bodies and trying to not distract ourselves with staying busy or making plans or whatever kind of alcohol or you know whatever
1: that's and the, I the love life people also seem to be a lot of the time the don't stop or I'll die people yes the exactly like, after the carnival is this and there's out there's that. like I don't I And then that that's also what's interesting about the spiritual pursuit is those are the solo content people, the people that are just okay and happy, yeah. seem to be the people on the other side of a lot of the work we're doing, yeah. where they can just kind of tend to their garden or chop wood and carry water. But yeah. it's different from just the like, I don't know, I, I shouldn't do a Southern voice, that's a stereotype, but it's just like... I don't know. (laughs) It's not as fun. I don't know. I just, I love going to a 3D movie and and jacking it with one foot up on the counter. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) And that's okay. And and it is, sure. But like.
0: And who are, like, who knows? There could be people listening to this who are like, yeah, I really am just kind of okay most of the time and it's not you know but and then is I, it a
1: don't rock the boat because there's this not okayness like but and, see, and by that's, the way I, the, my whole thing is that the not okayness is not only okay but it's like safe ish to explore like slowly and at your own pace yeah and that there's more richness and enjoyment fulfillment contentment through than just kind of going around it all the time
0: absolutely and I don't want to say for anybody else because I, I can't speak to that. Like there could be people who live their entire lives and they are just okay most of the time and they are still in their bodies. They're still present. Like, sure. but for my story, I really remember you remember. Cause I, we were together. I was, I was one of those people. Yeah. Like I was just like, Yeah, I just like... And we joke that I
1: sort of ruined you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but you didn't, you you helped me in the journey and so did being pregnant and having Leela in the journey of like getting in my body because I was dissociated and I was stoned most of the time. So I was just like, I don't know, I just love life and I love friends and nothing is really, everything's pretty comfortable and nothing's really complicated. Yeah and i got a few really good years like that and i'm glad that i did but i can tell f- now that i wasn't in my body i was i was muffling a lot of feelings yeah and then when they did come up they came up with a vengeance uh and the last 4 years have been me trying to learn how to be with those complicated feelings and sometimes i go like God, because I also am an Enneagram nine and we don't want to be uncomfortable. I'm like, boy, it really was. Was it better to just be dissociated? Like I wasn't. I But this is the thing I know. And this remember, uh, I know we've referenced it on the podcast, but our friend Ryan O'Neal sleeping at last has a great album about the Enneagram and he's a nine like me. So the nine song is just so spot on and makes me cry every time. But there's a line where he says, um, well, there's two lines. One is, uh, uh oh God, I have been, I've been less than half myself for more than half my life. Mm. And then there's another line about sleepwalking, like you're sleepwalking. And that's what it felt like. So what I'm always trying to remind myself is, yeah, maybe I felt less anxious and less, you know, pain and darkness and thought about death less. Mm. But I also felt connected to the divine less and i felt joy and pure love less yeah. and you know like you I feel really... everything more which means it, we can sometimes just focus on the uncomfortable feelings but i also know that that's the same means through which i can just some very frequently like hug Leela and be completely in a like just pure bliss, mm. like almost a drug-induced kind of bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know that's because my I'm in my body and my heart is open.
1: Well, I think this is a great. It was beautiful what you said, by the way. L O into you, hello into you.
0: But sounds like a One Direction song.
1: Hello into you, <laughs> girl. You make me hello into you. But that sounds Ew. like.
0: Sounds load like an Aldous snow.
1: <laughs> yeah. You make me load out in gross. Ew. Um, I'm so sorry. Well, they for are getting outage. older. <laughs> oh, oh my god. So their songs get dirty? Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know why I wanna revisit titty fucking I knew oh,
0: it was knew it. gonna be about titty fucking. How I'm- did I I just know uh, you. Uh, I know you so well.
1: Yeah, we don't even really need to talk anymore. No, that's not saying I don't want to. It would yeah. be nice.
0: Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm saying I would prefer not to, I'm prefer. but I'm not saying I don't want to. But I'm just yeah. saying we don't need to.
1: We <laughs> often like seven out of ten times when you start saying something, I know, I'll know what something on the radio made you think of, and and like, but it's fine. It's yeah. it's like hanging out. We just went to breakfast before this. It's it's really an interesting phenomena for someone like me we, we've been talking a lot about like if something's in front of me i really focus on it and and that's that's can be this like limitation but it's also this sort of superpower yeah i don't like when i'm doing something it tends to be my favorite thing in the world mm. and then if it if it goes away or whatever i like in my divorce for example mm. it helped me to be like well was that really that great and it, it, <laughs> it's not it's not my favorite it's pretty fierce actually it's it's a mm. little bit like Well, the factory's contaminated, burn it down, you know, like, (laughs) and build a new one, like, and it'll be a better factory. And you get all excited about the potential of a new one. Yeah. Anyway, all of that is to say, Ramdas says this great quote I love, which he's talking about when you face things that you don't want to face, like you mentioned death, so the denial of death, or just uh, unresolved family trauma or feelings that you just haven't processed that you felt in junior high. In my case, that that was a lot of exclusion and sort of like feeling other and sort of strange or unwanted. Mm. When you don't deal with those, and not to compliment myself, but sort of get to a place, it really helps me to get to a place to be able to be like, in junior high, I felt excluded. Because I sometimes call my friends from junior high and they'll be like, I don't remember it that way. And I'm like, I... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you. Maybe that wasn't your experience, but like the one I remember, it was. Yeah. And he says, when you free up that energy, it imbues, he loves the word imbues, imbues your life with more richness because it frees up that energy that would otherwise be used unconsciously in denial. Yeah. So you kind of only have one source of energy. Yeah. So if you are keeping the lid on the can of worms, or this is what... Um, Preston Bell, Rob Bell's son says, it's mm. like pushing a beach ball underwater. Mm. It's taking effort to keep it underneath. Yeah. So, above the water, maybe you are whistling Dixie and watching hee haw and just eating choritos and having a great time. Yeah. But there is some energy being used. And, and really, that's the question we're exploring. My, in my case, there's no, there's no two ways about it getting the ball up. Dealing mm-hmm. with those awkward newborn deer stages where you don't really even know how to communicate your your hurt or your shame or your embarrassment or your dread or whatever it is, is worth it mm-hmm. to be a guy or a, or a person at the beach with your arms above the water, right? you know, and sw- able to swim and able to yeah. splash and play yeah. instead of doing this thing that may be sort of easy. Uh, Rupert, has, Rupert Spira has this really interesting thing where he's like, if you clench your fist... Long enough. Mm -hmm. uh, After a while, your body will normalize the effort to the point where you don't even recognize that you're making an effort. And that's I'm I'm making a fist right now. It's completely true. Your fist, you kind of just stabilizes. This is what my hand does. Mm. He he likens it to awakening. It's like there's nothing you have to do. There's something you have to like stop doing. Right. (laughs) You like have to, and really, it's not an effort. It's a stopping of an effort, Mm. of of reminding yourself. No, no, no. It's this. It's this. It's this. It's this. It's this. It's this. this." Mm. He's like, like he also has this other beautiful image. Again, he's he's like likening it to awakening. But if you walk into a dark room after being in the sun, you're blind. Yeah. And he's like, what do you do to acclimate? He's like, nothing. You just Mm. relax. Mm -hmm. You stop trying, and uh, naturally your eyes will just. Adjust yeah he' has I a love very that. he has a very enlightenment isn't um, doesn't have to be seen. In fact, your ego would prefer it to be the thing that you achieve and 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 get. and he's like, it's so much more natural than that.
0: yeah, it's like I mean, I've said it on the podcast before, but the this metaphor works for so many different things. It's like the floating on your back on water. You have to like open and relax in order to happen. Anytime you try to like make any sort of effort, you start mm. to sink. Mm. I love that. Um, the pushing things down. Oh, Tara Brock also says, you know, the when we she I'm doing her teacher training, and when she was doing the module on teaching mindfulness of the body, it was like, the what are the disadvantages to being disembodied and one of them was you do have whether you're aware of this or not you have this low hum of anxiety all the time because your system is not connected not online and it is aware that there is something that you are not addressing Mm. and that's so there's an unease in your nervous system because it's it's wise and it knows like there's so much that we're holding here that's not being addressed mm. um so that anxiety i think we we don't even i certainly didn't identify it as anxiety although i was so funny to be like i feel like the you know the story of being like when i was dissociated i had so much less anxiety and it was like I would lay in bed at night. I went and saw a cardiologist. Yeah, heart rate was Because jacked. my heart rate was jacked when I would lay in bed yeah. at night. My body was saying like, That's hey, kind of exactly we're... What... I know you're baked all the time, but we're actually not okay.
1: There's no... I don't think there is a way around. Short term, yeah. there was a way around. But I think... And and I think a lot of, I can't say a lot or a little, but it seems in my experience that a lot of people are, are choosing for the year round. And I think one of the big themes of this podcast Mm -hmm. is that through is is really the only choice, or you can be stoned all the time and have an elevated heart rate laying in bed. I don't think that's really unique to you. It's, it's like, we've talked about this a lot. Like we're waiting to hear about how we roll season two and like, it just, manifests as tension yeah and i'm just like why am i angrier in the car and it's like mm. i i really i said this to you today i was like i really hear your voice it's one of the reasons why people are always telling me that we made it weird are their favorite Aww. i hear your voice being like of course in mm. fact if i could summarize dr gary penn my therapist it's just somebody that goes
0: of course yeah which like cuz you so think you're good. so
1: broken and so strange it's like yeah. yeah i'm just i just noticed like my jaw is tight and my patience is short yeah. you you're like i i know i've talked about this a lot but i loved making that show yeah. and the, and when we watch it i actually get kind of sad like those are mm-hmm. like my mm-hmm. camp friends yeah. like i want to see them again i loved when i was seeing them every day yeah and then there's this there's just this other you know I don't. There's this other thing. It's not in my hands.
0: Yeah, it,
1: it, something else is making the decision.
0: Uh-huh. You could
1: say it's the viewership or or it's the network. But it's something. It's a mix of all these other things that I have nothing to do with. Yeah, and if anyone was like. I said it to you, it was like if you went on a date with somebody and you were waiting for them to call and you really love them mm-hmm. and they had your number but you don't have their number, That that's sort of how it feels. Yeah. And that is okay. I, I really wanted to say this when we were at breakfast. I was excited to say this is for the past couple weeks, I've just been in like noticing just sort of like some stagnation, like a, a contracted time in my life, feeling a little bit not exactly in a place of yes like running into a lot of nose, like yeah. a surprising amount of nose.
0: Yeah,
1: your yawn distracted me, which is sorry. fine. it's okay. I'm, sorry. I'm just addressing I'm, like, it. Like
0: went through a yawn moment where I couldn't stop. <laughs> it's like if your yawn okay. is contagious to your own yourself. <laughs> uh, you know.
1: I don't. I wanted to acknowledge that you probably saw a flutter in my eyes where I was like,
0: "This is my big moment," I'm and really you're like, "Sorry, I'm not. Uh, I'm not bored. I'm just tired." I know. No, I understand. <laughs>
1: Um, that's funny because I have a bit about energy drinks where I go you're not tired you're bored
0: oh wow and the joke
1: is if a if a cougar started chasing you you'd pep right up yeah but it's because somebody's being like can we get that report on you know it's like <laughs> yeah. any, it's like you of course yeah I don't feel motivated at work sometimes of course yeah. like yes yeah. so anyway I always saying was like finally I'm starting to get my head above the clouds a little bit feeling like they're all these no's and just not feeling like I'm in an abundant time I'm like I'm feeling like a little bit more scarce added to which a little out of control and then I just remember just the good old-fashioned ABCs of spiritual practice and Mm Ramdas and and everybody which we always talk about which is suffering is grace and it's Mm -hmm. the sandpaper of awakening it's supposed to make us uncomfortable and as I always quote Richard Rohr when things are working we don't change and I was like that disruption the the fifth person I asked to do the podcast or the the advertiser I reached out to or this or that, all these no's, just lots and lots of no's, made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And the thing that shifted it, as it often did, is for some reason this morning I was able to be like, wait, aren't you the guy that's always talking about how like suffering is like a little alarm clock that goes off that, mm-hmm. that tells you you're getting too lost in your world, yeah. in your life, in your life situation? Yeah. Like you're losing your essence. You're not tapped into being and the, and the miracle of infinity that you are plugged into. I know all, all those are just sound like, you know, lifetime channel, like words, mm-hmm. but I mean like you're losing your, to put it more earthy, your anchored grounded sense of self that has nothing to do with what you're doing or, or how, how many yeses and how many no's you're getting just like that hum, yeah. you've, you've lost it. And I really think that's one of, not only the keys to happiness, one of the points of life is to maintain a connection to a non-circumstantial contentment or sense of self.
0: Yeah, correct. And
1: when things, when I wasn't getting my, I don't want to say rocks off, when I wasn't getting my way, way, but I wasn't getting the rushes that sometimes I get. Like I'll do, I was on James Corden not long ago and it went really well. And you drive home and you're like, you have this rush, mm-hmm. so it's working. Mm-hmm. And that night, I, I'm very unlikely to meditate or read or because mm-hmm. I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. Pete, Pete is the best. He's the he's the king of late night, I think, question mark. So you go home and you eat ice cream or something. Yeah. But it's like when things aren't going well, and I'm really grateful that it only took these tiny little consecutive no's to, to wake me up a little bit and go like, You've lost your way. As I've said many times during the second season of Crashing, I I had a long phase like this. And now I'm happy to report that it can be smaller things, smaller discomforts. They don't have to build up to this huge mountain to make me land the plane, literally. Like flying high on objective reality, like objective experience, relationship, deals, yeses. Mm -hmm. And then what? Like it can't be about getting booking people on the show it can't be about feeling like like I, as much as i tease my dad like for being like "I just got to know you're number one like i have that like i wrote an email and they got right back to me and there's my it's good to know i'm number one mm-hmm. you know and then like i can kind of play like i can have my cake and eat it too mm-hmm. be a hot shot and be like but really i'm emptiness and then sometimes mm-hmm. suffering comes in and i really mean this like this gracious paper airplane that flies into an otherwise perfect pile of poo. And the presence of the airplane makes me aware of the pile of poo. I'm like, wait, this isn't a sculpture. This is a pile of poo. And I pull the airplane out and and you have this momentary and and often temporary, unfortunately, like, oh, that wasn't what it was about at all.
0: Yeah, I in my clearest moments, I am able to feel like say this prayer essentially thank you for giving me just the right amount of suffering to keep me on track yeah because there is a i god i feel i feel like my voice was even lower so i really sounded like like adam newman's wife <laughs> like, oh my but god. she would never say that
1: say I'd, what you're saying as adam okay. newman's wife rebecca newman
0: Thank you. No. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for giving me just the right amount of suffering. Oh god. To keep me on track.
1: That just gave <laughs> me a vasectomy. That
0: <laughs> elevating the world's consciousness.
1: I <laughs> Wow. Poor thing. Oh, I Poor know, little uh, not, I not know. little I when I say little I mean to to endear her, to make yeah. her precious. But like, yeah, but difficult, crindy. difficult, um, difficult.
0: Anyway, but really, I I do see how that's going back to like, there's no way around. It's just through. It's and be, what I want to add to that is and because oh, yeah. that's the design of it, that's where the benefit comes like it's not a flaw it's not like ah shit there's only one you know you can only go through and that's just something again i make this point a lot but it's not just something that you have to get through and then on the other side there's something it's like so in that mud Going through is, is the thing. It is the thing and there's and this like sweetness is swirled in with the sadness right. and the aliveness and vitality is swirled in with the fear. It's and a really good
1: image. It's like when you start living, when you start your life, your incarnation, you're mm-hmm. you're like sitting on the surface of a of a mud planet and someone hands you a a little shovel. Mm -hmm. When you're little, you only have a little one. And you start digging a hole. And it's like, yep, that's what you do. Keep going in. And, like, you go in. And hopefully when you're an infant, you, you get all this, like, feedback of, like, keep finding these like cookie dough swirls. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. That's the best. And as you get better shovels, as you keep digging deeper, you find like the breakup swirl and you find the you're fired swirl or you find the junior high, no one wants to be your friend because you're pudgy and have what hands kind of swirl. Yeah. And, but then you realize that that taste that you have to eat.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, makes the more the next cookie dough you find better than the first cookie dough you found when you just thought the world was cookie dough. Yeah. And then there, there's a lot of people that are like, it seem it's funny that you mentioned Rebecca Newman and Adam Newman and the whole we we just watched We Crashed, which I really loved. Yeah. And it's about We Work. And then we rewatched the Hulu documentary about We Work, which is great too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Val, I really think that story resonates to us as a metaphor for exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Which is like your company isn't working. And it's like, just buy more buildings. Just keep mm. looking like, deny, 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 deny. And by the way, I, I, maybe it's because I'm a manic achiever. I sort of sympathized with both Adam and Rebecca because I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. Look at the story of Uber or Amazon or any of these unicorn companies. I'm like yeah. there were moments of insanity and there yeah. were moments of faking it. Yeah. It's just it's just like any other seduction. There's times when you don't have the cards, yeah. but you act like you do. Yeah. And that buys you the week and that's where the money comes in and now you can be prof or whatever it is. Yeah. So I understand. But like we love those stories of Firefest and, and WeWork, where it's like I really think we see ourselves mm-hmm. going like instead of facing um, the mystery of death yeah, or the mystery of suffering or even Gungis and I were talking today, We dr- we had to stop by their house to get something for Lee. We had a brief chat about tribe and, and family and he was like i I love the idea of a tribe but i don't want my tribe to be just my family because Mm -hmm. i've seen and i have too me pete i've seen this too what happens when that goes and your kids leave now you're two people watching netflix and occasionally your your kids visit and you kind of light up and that's like no life but what i took from maybe it is okay for some people but like i get the feeling that my parents my mom specifically would like more yeah like is looking for more and maybe his parents want more i'm not sure yeah so all that is to say, oh, and that's, so that's one of the things that even you and I might be in denial of. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I love going to breakfast with uh, Val. And it's like, and Lee, well, then Lee goes to college and like, will are, have I put all my eggs in the wrong, in, not the wrong basket, but that did I diversify my social portfolio. Do I have friends Do I have interests? Yeah, Like, will I have a fulfilling life? But we don't want to look at that. But here we are looking at it. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is the bookkeeping of WeWork work is so similar to the bookkeeping, the the internal, emotional, psychological, and and body bookkeeping. Body?
0: Yeah, the body version. I
1: should say physical, though. (laughs) And the physical bookkeeping of all of us. I I think lately I've just been in one of those things where I'm like, everything is everything. And when you watch a baseball game, that's you. That's the story of you. And when you watch a movie, obviously that's the story of you. And we love these stories of like, don't look at the thing, don't look at the thing. And then they explode. Yeah. Because we identify with that. And the earth is a thing. Like the earth smokes. The earth is a smoker mm. because of us. Yeah. Like because of like pollution and stuff. But mm-hmm. we're like, don't worry. In the same way that I'm like, I ate too much one day. And I'm like, yeah. don't worry. There's still, I still have my rainforest. Like I'm yeah. still, I am still am healthy in this way. The earth is us. Yes. I don't mean in the... in in the beautiful way that we should also acknowledge. I mean, the earth is the perfect metaphor for us. Oh my gosh, yes. Us being the mind of the earth, we're in denial about certain things in the same way that I, names excluded, we know people that are like eating, drinking, whatever themselves to death, in the same way that they're like, and you know their head hits the pillow and they go, just like mine. Yeah, but you know, we still have that, we still have Bali. Like Bali's doing pretty, even though you know there's also the factory towns in whatever other country or this country that's emitting so much smoke and killing us, everything is everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, uh, Ruben, our friend Ruben, told me something so interesting about that, which is aligned with what you're talking about. Um, Where, So I was saying that somebody shared the statistic of like we're only meant to know like 100 people. It's somewhere between 100 and 400. I
1: told you that. Or did he echo it? Because Ruben gave me the book Tribe, which I've been quoting all the time, and it's 50 people.
0: Oh, okay. So no, it's a roundabout thing. Ruben didn't tell me that. I was telling... A, pa- a dad from Leela's preschool about your book as if I had read it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one of the great benefits of talking to someone who's read a it's book. What a partnership and you've is. read that book. Exactly. <laughs> no, I do that and, all the
0: time. And then he said, he I think he said it was 100, but he was like, we're only meant to know about like 100 people because we can't ha- empathetically handle the suffering.
1: Okay, is this Bodhi's dad? Yeah. Because I talked to him about this too, and I went... Billy Eilish, Ashton Kutcher, Tom Hanks, Colin Hanks, Al Pacino. As I'm saying all these names, you can picture them instantly. Yeah. And I'm like, it's no wonder I struggle to remember the name of one of the kid's y- yes. parents. Like also, we're overloaded.
0: I'm realizing it was Joni's dad. But the, the point that he was making is that we're learning of the suffering of, you know, thank you. I got to get a tissue. Thank
1: yeah, you're really here. I'm going to mute you. Nice. You're really clogged up. You sound like a nerd in an '80s sitcom. Anybody sitting here? I'd let you sit with me. Can I sit
0: with you? Are you done? How embarrassing. Okay. Uh, oh, you know what you should do? What? Put a breathe right strip on. Oh my god.
1: No. I'm trying. We're, I, I love this new product. What is it called? Intake.
0: Yeah. The breathe. Oh the my god. Extreme. I'm
1: obsessed.
0: Extreme Breathe Right?
1: I I started using them, and we're reaching out to them to hopefully be a sponsor. Wait, wait, don't eat that yet. Okay. Intake. I'm just going to say, we'll have a code hopefully soon, but it's like you, you put, I love the ritual of putting it on. You clean your nose. And then you use a magnet applicator to put these two little, um, like, they look like little band-aids, like circular band-aids with a piece of metal or magnet in them. But yeah. the thing is you customize where you put them on your nose. Oh. So you can make it wider or more narrow if, if your nose deviates here or there. You can put it on the exact spot. It's yeah. not just like a breathe right? Which is like generically. This sounds like an ad. This is not an ad. I'm saying this just like enthusiastic. I love putting it on every night. You put the dots on where you want the thing to lift it up, and then the the, met- the breathe right thing is a plastic thing with magnets on it. When you put it on, it like it's like it's got to be five times stronger than breathe right. It Like yeah. <laughs> it yanks your nose open, and yeah. if it was socially acceptable, I'd wear one all day. Yeah, I fucking love it. So wait for the promo code or just try it. Here's what we're gonna do, and you're gonna tell us about uh, Joni's dad and what he said. Yeah. But on 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 Mike here, eat one of my grenades explosively strong gum (laughs) okay they put explosively comma strong you know this is like
0: this is not
1: i feel like it's it's a japanese i knew you were gonna say that
0: yeah well
1: it's well japanese japan just likes extreme things things. (laughs) like very very sour very very tart i actually don't think this is japanese but anyway this is called super uber mint it's 10 out of 10 uh, blast Factor.
0: Oh, my God. And you're
1: going to chew it. And and when I gave this to my friend Brian Murarescu, whose book, mm-hmm. The Immortality Key, does not need my help to promote, but it's out now. It's amazing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, the first thing he said was it cleared my sinuses because it's so strong.
0: Oh. So
1: eat it, and then I'll ask you a question.
0: And then I have to try to answer. Like hot, one, with... like hot yeah, ones. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sounds good.
1: Um, let me think I'm of a like good question. so
0: thirsty. Is that going to be bad?
1: No, it's going to this? help you salivate. Okay. You're going to love it. Ready? Sorry for saying salivate right now. Let me think of a question.
0: Did you guys want to hear somebody chew gum on Mike?
1: <laughs> well, you're gonna have to spit it out. But the sorry, grenades. You're not. You're not a sponsor, so I will say the downside. After the initial like whoa, you can mm-hmm. spit it out. Okay. It's it just becomes regular gum after that point. Okay. But you're about to eat a tube of toothpaste.
0: Oh my you god! I have no like. It's not like something spicy where you know what it's kind of gonna be like. I you know what it's gonna be
1: like. It's like I biting can't. into six Altoids at once or something. Okay. Okay, ready? Ready. And then I, I have my question. Here I go. Raise your hand when the when the flavor kicks in. You're going to have to get a few. Chews in? Yeah.
0: All right, it's going kind of intense. It's intense. I'm getting some of that blast factor. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's clearing my sinuses. Yeah, I
1: know. You're going to love it. It's like horseradish
0: boom, Whoa. boom. Whoa. shake shake shake
1: the room boom <laughs> shake, shake 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 the could room ask me a question do you we... wish i wouldn't fart in the house sure sure is a great answer because <laughs> it doesn't mean yes please stop it's like i'd be open to it yeah if, if you stuff.
0: if that was your idea here you go whoo, didn't that help yeah that is extreme yeah It's like, feels like a blizzard in my mouth.
1: (laughs) And everyone's dead. (laughs) Yeah, you can spit it if if you want to spit it out. You're not not done. I'm
0: not done yet. I want to see this thing through.
1: (laughs) It's one of my favorite Eminem. There's an Eminem song called, I think it's called Kamikaze. No, no, no. Yes. I don't know what it is, but there's a, there's a song where the beat starts changing, like, like it's over and he goes, I'm not done. And and then he keeps going and I'm like, yeah, yeah. the beat isn't like a person like, but I I love that they made that moment of machismo where he declares I'm not done Mm -hmm. because there's something I must be coming back into my, into my sense of self or my, my sense of power or capability because that appeals to me yeah like the stand-up that's like no that's not even the last joke i'm not i'm not done Mm -hmm. and like you keep going i love that Uh, um okay okay you're clear now
0: i'm clear thank you for uh for seeing me through that i'm sorry i got nasally and gross did i do that (laughs) did i do that Um, You're talking about... So, okay, yeah. So we're only meant to know whatever... A certain amount of people for, like, empathy purposes. Because if somebody in... You know, if a few people in the village are sick or suffering in some way, we have enough empathy to then... And compassion to help them out and to really feel that. But now we have complete access to the entire world's stories and suffering. And, like... It's too much to bear. So it's one of the reasons we dissociate. It's also like, yeah, you just kind of other each other because we're like, I can't even bear your suffering. So I have to make these stories about why you're different than me and maybe you deserve this and you, you know, because it's too, it's too much for my heart and and my sense that we are connected
1: and that's ramdas's point too is he's like it's too costly to shut your heart down it's exactly what we're saying and i'm not quite doing this for sure Mm-hmm. He, his whole thing with it's you have to go through not around is like you have to love everybody yeah. and your heart goes i can't love the guy sleeping on my sidewalk mm-hmm. because it's too costly and he's like but shutting yourself down to that person is too costly in a way you can't even understand That's... until you start opening your love your heart to everybody yeah. which is really interesting I, we, we were just having a conversation about, uh, well, we were talking about abortion and, and poverty and all these different things. And they really do go back. You helped me realize that like village living, like when we were only knowing 100 people or 50 people, mm-hmm. everything was different. Like every issue was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't want to get into that. That's a little too heavy for, for yeah. today. I, I'm just not in the mood. But like those, all of those issues, poverty or or anything, mm-hmm are different when they become like social services and other people, other mm-hmm. people doing other things that we have to judge and, and push out over there. Take like like poverty wasn't a thing when we were all living together and looking out for one another. The, mm-hmm. the, the whole village might be going through a, a thin time, but yeah. the idea of someone else who's, going through a, a, unemployment needs unemployment. Now they're being helped by something called the government, yeah. which is like also an other, it's like a faceless thing. It's, it's not a bunch of people. Right. It's, it's not a coalition of people. It's, it's the government. And now you're a poor person that needs help from the government. And, and it's, it's so far from being like my brother or my sister is poor it, right. and and that's neighborhoods help with this class the the idea of class what class are they like Hmm. it's crazy yeah it's just all techniques to make it easier to compartmentalize because as a culture we have decided that it's far too inconvenient to love people and i I, i've had that revelation privately too where i'm like oh whenever i'm my brain i catch myself being like well you're you're a person in a blue hat and blue hat people are fucking stupid Mm -hmm. that sounds like racism it's not racism it's like it's far more subtle than that but I will make these distinctions between people yeah uh, we all do safe unsafe with me different from me whatever it might yeah, be Yeah, like
0: it's more like owns a Lexus or like something yeah exactly like, like and by the way a... that's what
1: marketing is yeah. Lexus is the perfect example because mm-hmm. Lexus was launched when I was a teenager and I watched a company start and they started by being like We're the car that you drive if you're rich. And it's like, you don't even exist yet. Uh How can that be true except if we listen to what you tell us is true? Yeah, You're telling us this is a car for rich people? Okay, the price dictates that a little bit. But like, what an absurd... You could have just as easily been like, Lexus... It could have been more like a Subaru or, yeah. or, or a Kia, but they, they wanted it to sound like luxury. It's mm-hmm. all manufactured and by design. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I sort of forgot what I was going, but, but every issue is different if we were living together and communally
0: right. and, and the,
1: caring about one and another. And the
0: point we were making, too, is that you're able to be in a village. You're able to be more nuanced and adaptable based on the circumstance right in front of you. So it's like maybe when John stole Pete's camera, I don't know why I'm using your brother's yeah. name. Yeah, well, yeah my
1: brother stole my camera.
0: Um, we reacted this way, but then when- your right,
1: crime is another one.
0: Yeah, but when somebody else did the exact same thing, but there were a lot of other circumstances we reacted differently. Whereas we
1: lose a level of subtlety as soon as we're maintaining a population rather than it's we. Yes. It's now a population. We
0: can't hold so much in our heads. So we have to give these rigid, straight across rules that end up being racist, being uh oppressive to like socio um, different socioeconomical uh, and places because it's not. If we aren't all starting from the same. There isn't nuance meeting that person wherever they're at.
1: That's right, and I think the reason for those horrible things, like like it becoming racial and and ugly and racist and all that mm-hmm. stuff, is this mutation, this disgusting mutation of a of a desire. To to have a tribe again, like it's it's. I'm not saying it's good. Uh-huh. I'm saying all of these things might be coming from instincts of like, how the fuck did we get this way? And then yeah. people are trying to stick together again. I am not excusing. I it. think
0: it is that way, but I I I see that, and I also could see that it's it's what I was saying, where we were meant to live in tribes.
1: I mean, by the way, in favoring your own race in a tri- trial situation, I didn't mean putting down another race. Oh yeah. Anyway, this is so sticky. Was I clear?
0: No, you were clear. And and definitely it seems like racism comes from tribalism. I think that's very clear, but I also feel like it might come from exactly what we're saying, which is we were meant to live in try in smaller communities. And then once we find out about the suffering of so many people and we feel like we can't hold it mm-hmm. a bad reaction to that is othering people right so then we're trying so it's i'm not saying it's correct we we need to somehow it's adapt. costly
1: to to love the whole world yes and but in that, and that or and or and at the answer, least that's what we think
0: and the answer certainly isn't so don't, then, and just stick with your tribe. No,
1: no, and don't favor your race because you think you're trying to keep a tribe going. Yeah. But I'm saying it's like the echo of something that might have been good. Like, we should care about each other, but it's coming out in this nasty, uh, now it's a compartmentalized way, for this and not for that.
0: And it's actually beautiful in a certain way because even though it's a perversion and a miss, uh like a misunderstanding or a misuse of the the tribalism, it comes from a, like, it, if you keep following the thread, it comes from this place of being like, we actually know that we're all connected. Well, that's kind of... And that's why it hurts so bad that I have completely cut off...
1: That's what I'm saying. like a, ...myself
0: and you and oh, our connection. Like
1: the most cliche racist, sexist, ageist, ableist, bodyist, everythingist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is no excuse and that needs to be worked on. But I I wonder, I'm open to the idea that it's like at the bottom of it, there's probably a billion things going on. Mm -hmm. And one of them might be like, it hurts too much. think of you as a person Mm -hmm. because i I see what's happening yeah uh you know yeah even though i'm there i don't i'm gonna say one last time i'm not excusing it and we're sorry we're certainly not gonna figure out an issue that that is this complicated no but when i harden my heart to like i said the person on my sidewalk Mm -hmm. that is an othering, and that it's not a race it's not a a racist thing it's not a prejudice thing it's it's not it's not socially frowned upon but i am going you're not you're not like me you're not you're not in the housed tribe
0: right yeah. and then
1: we do that with say criminals you're not in the law abiding tribe you're now an ex-con or whatever so there are all yeah. these things that we do because if i chose to love the ex-con then i am vulnerable to my heart breaking yeah. when that person can't Reassimilate into the society, or get a job, or this or that, yeah. and and that is what we're afraid is too costly. Same with the homeless person. Right. So what Ram Dass says, he's like, "What are you, you going to have a move into your house?" And then mm-hmm. it's like, if you open your heart, before long, your house is going to be filled with fifty people, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. And that's what the brain goes, no, 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 no. And right. I'm not saying my brain doesn't do no. That's exactly what I'm saying. My brain goes, yeah. My brain is yeah. saying, like, look, I, your heart is real cute. But uh, we're trying to keep us from freaking out. We're trying to keep us from being broke or yeah. not having food. And yeah. I, I mean, this is one of the great questions.
0: Yeah. And I do think without, you know, getting into it too much, although we could, but it does feel like we should also acknowledge that I th- what we're saying is from a place of privilege and even like almost directly Related to white fragility, the idea of being like, we have to work on the fact that it's just there is this temptation to not let in the suffering because it's it will break us, even yeah, though we know that's,
1: say that. Yeah.
0: Even though we know that 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 is incorrect, to even have it's like people in a country a club. A going like
1: I just know on the other side of this wall, there's yeah. a guy, right. and he's just he's in need and. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then he drinks a cucumber water.
0: Right, and oh, and no. we're but we're even <laughs> even being. At, I th- I hope we made it clear that we're saying that isn't the answer is to yeah. shut off your uh, openness to the suffering of others, but to even have the choice is a privilege because yeah. any other uh, oppressed group in this country. Is like they, they have to face it every day. It's not a choice,
1: right? And yep. And we set aside a little time to talk about it and think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Everything's embarrassing if you if you look at it.
0: Well, hard, yeah, hard it's enough.
1: not. But I'm glad you said that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as we always say uh, on the podcast, is your shit is your shit, and your
0: mm-hmm.
1: perspective is your perspective. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm so glad that you called out what our perspective is and what yeah. the lens we're looking through.
0: To be acknowledged. Um, also, the other you thing try I was thinking is gum.
1: Wow, well, you're really. I'm gonna have a piece of grenades gum.
0: I, you have to tell me if I'm, munch- I'm trying to chew quietly. Oh, I'm
1: gonna spit mine out after the initial blast. I
0: do too. Because oh I'm my a- god, you're so extreme. I'm,
1: gonna, I'm, a, I'm an addict. I'm not, I'm gonna move the mic away.
0: Okay, so I will make this point. Our friend Ruben told me that he read something that said that, like. I'm going to maybe botch it. We'll see. Let's find out. (laughs) Um, Like evolutionarily, our brains can't fully grasp the concept of the planet is dying. Mm -hmm. Like it just is like we're not there yet. It's like also because the – I'm adding this, but I would think it would be because like the planet has been here the whole time. (laughs) So it's like we can't, in the same way that we can't fully fathom death, you're like, but I've always existed as far as I'm aware. Right. So what's it going to be like in my when I'm not existing in the same way? We can't really hold the planet is dying. and And also, even if we could, it's too devastating and paralyzing to be like, uh okay. So like am I just gonna sit at home and wait for it? So there is this
1: So what do I do? Go home and <laughs> wait for this to come on?
0: So that's where you get the like don't look up like kind of bobos being like
1: Which we all are.
0: Which we all, all are to are... a certain degree for sure. Like
1: there's a lot of we're not looking up Yeah at a lot of different uh, asteroids for sure
0: yes and then there are some people who are, who the way that that's manifesting is just pure outright like completely denying that mm-hmm. that there's mm-hmm. no even signs for that
1: you know what i think is interesting about that is because I, I i realized when i thought about the earth being in danger you i think we think of it like the death star like it's going to explode or something mm-hmm. when i think i mean you, you tell me what you've heard but it's more like there'll be like a series of
0: Unfortunate events. (laughs)
1: Unfortunate events. (laughs) Yeah. That would be very unfortunate for human beings. But you know, I have this bit where I go, I firmly believe that life will be okay. Yeah. And then I go, I don't know if we're going to be okay. Yeah. But like, life will be okay. But I actually do, my worldview is such that I'm like, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm pulling for humanity. I (laughs) believe in humanity. I really do.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I, I just, I'm one of those people that will be optimistic and I'm like, I don't know. I see the maybe not Elon Musk, but I see people like that talking about like the future and planning for the future. I even see Tim Ferris, they're genius people like mm-hmm. working on lots of different problems and funding different problems and all that sort of stuff. So I I I I tend to be in that camp. But also cosmically, even if all people do if the earth is completely scorched Give it a couple million years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or even if the sun burns out, it's like somewhere else life is going to, like this Is this has been going on. Yeah. The big this. And this will continue to go on past any catastrophic anything. Yeah. Because the the this that I'm talking about is also the catastrophe. Yeah. And, and the death is also just the breeding ground for its next life. Like this mm-hmm. is death and resurrection, death and resurrection. Humanity, you know, Needs to realize that it is not particularly special. Like we have such a human-centric worldview, yes. and I understand that human beings are the the height of evolution as we've seen it. Mm-hmm. But like, we need to get our act together to to protect our planet and ourselves for sure. I, what am I giving a speech right now? I'm just saying. <laughs> but if we don't, you know, in that scorched earth, the little sapling is gonna it's gonna sprout out, and a few million years later. Yeah, uh, There'll be something crawling out of some ooze and yeah. then maybe we do it all again.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I agree with that 100%, including the optimism, even though it is like <sighs> the corporations of it all is is disturbing. I just learned that I think it's the BPA invented the term carbon footprint to make it seem like people individual people's behaviors were the problem when Mm. like 80% of it comes from, from, from these corporations. So it's like, there are so many good
1: dolphin safe tuna. There's there's (laughs) no such thing. Yeah, exactly.
0: There are so many like genius, good minds on this, but we just like the people who have all the power are, you know, insane. (laughs) Um, but, Anyway, I wasn't even going to try to make that point. I was going to say, I, I agree with all of that and the optimism. And I think to add on to what you said, we can't let that get into like spiritual bypassing. For sure. We're here. No, no, no. We're in this moment. No, We're no, meant no. to. That's take an altitude
1: that it's dangerous even to speak from. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. that altitude exists. It's not really of service to us, to you, me, our baby, our. Mm-hmm are my baby's friends you know like yeah. let's fucking get it together please don't think i'm like don't worry in fact the bit ends with like maybe in a billion years aliens will find our dna encased in amber they'll clone human beings they'll keep us in a zoo and aliens will go by and jeep cherokees going like those were the things that lived here before us and they didn't believe in global warming <laughs> yeah. so like that the joke is really like fucking let's stop yeah yeah And I I believe we can. But in the same way, and this is maybe too heavy, but I'm like, usually people stop smoking after they have a heart attack. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's all the... Yeah. Very interested in the whys, not the whats. I, I was just talking to Dr. Dave, the guy who made the Apollo. We did a little Instagram thing together. And I was like, human beings just like the planet just like everything we we have no idea why we do anything like you're yeah. like i started exercising because i wanted to get in shape it's like no you fucking didn't mm. you started exercising because your job started to appreciate you a little bit more, mm-hmm. or your job wasn't appreciating you and you know, needed to find it somewhere else, or you reconciled with your mother. Mm. Like these are the real reasons why we do anything. Yeah. But I always say, I, I've probably said on this pod a million times, I don't know, but I go, don't stop smoking, start swimming. Mm. Like you need to give yourself a reason. Yeah, to, like
0: a positive replacement. Uh, in, and also, that needs your
1: lungs. Yeah. Like, like, I remember going, like, that brief time when I dated a woman who smoked and I would always bum cigarettes from her. I would go swimming. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's when I was like, fuck this. Like, yeah. I just couldn't hold my breath. I couldn't enjoy it as much, nearly as much. I was barely doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's enough of that shit. But yeah. it's a why. It's it's one of the reasons why like i'm a little bit softer than when we're shooting and when we shoot i just i just do i just go like all right it's time to do a, a juice fast and it's not even because of the hollywood Nobody in this business has ever been like, I don't know, you don't look like you should be on TV. It's just for me, it's like I have that great reason to keep my energy levels high. Yeah. Olympians must know this better than anything. They're training to to compete and they have this great why and all these great businesses usually have an incredible mission statement, which I know isn't very sexy to talk about, but it's just like, it's a why. Mm. We all need our, our whys yeah. much more than we need our
0: what's. Yeah. I'm so thirsty that when you kind of lost me after swimming because I was like, you know, when you're so thirsty, you're like, I need to just like jump in a pool and I just want my mouth to open like a whale shark and just... (laughs) Ingest the water.
1: <laughs> the, that was in, I know this isn't helping, but in a hundred and how many hours was it? A hundred and twenty seven hours. 27 you hours. know, my
0: favorite story about that. It's so quick. Mm-hmm. I smoked weed with my friends, Kat and Amy, and we, we were in her living room watching it and it was getting so intense and, uh, we, nobody was talking. And then my friend Kat went, how long was he down there?
1: <laughs> I am dead. Really lost it. <laughs> I'm dead. Well, let's get you a drink. But I feel like we can we can wrap.
0: Yeah, we can. I feel wrap. great about this. Sorry, what were you gonna say about 127 hours? The water. Well, when went.
1: he's thirsty, he's getting dehydrated. He keeps seeing soda commercials oh, in his head.
0: Yeah, and like
1: the thought of like chugging like an orange crush. Oh, because it's not just water; it's also sugar. It's like all these things your body is craving. And yeah, when I would when I would play basketball when I was a kid, like a teenager. Chugging a soda after it's so backwards now. It seems like, like I always say, I didn't have a glass of water until like 2006.
0: Yeah. It just
1: wasn't something (laughs) I was aware of.
0: It really is always lemonade for me. Like, still. Well, that was made
1: for the, that's what they gave the marathoners. Lemonade was invented to give people finishing marathons. It was sugar and citrus and water to like, it's the absolute thirst uh, and marathon treat. (laughs) <laughs> retreat
0: retreat 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 from your thirst let's put the lemonade <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay let's close but i did want to say i called my dad's work line my parents are coming into town
0: keep talking uh phone.
1: so you guys will be getting look forward to hearing that about for that Sure. maybe we'll record the episode early so we're right in the right in the thick but i am mm-hmm. setting the intention to really enjoy them uh, this comedian, J.F. Harris, whose podcast, uh, whose YouTube special is out now. He did the podcast too. And he was really inspiring me. He had to live with his parents during the quarantine. And even though I I attest as most of us do about our own parents, Mm -hmm. that my parents are, uh, trickier than his parents sound. Mm -hmm. I really am setting the intention to like have a lovely time and, and, try and enjoy them and be with them. Uh, so I called my dad's work phone and his, uh, employee or his number one guy answered the phone. And Val and I were laughing that the way that my dad answers the phone and the way that this guy Willie answers the phone is very similar. And I don't know if it's just a Boston thing, but they answer My dad's company is called tanks a lot. If you're in the tri-state area and you need a oil, if you want to convert your home from oil to gas, uh, tanks a lot. Sir, tanks a lot. <laughs> Just an ad. Uh, ask for Jay Holmes and ask him about his son. And then tell me what he says because he always gushes more to the... Uh, you know, that's a great way to get uh, good compliments is all I'm saying. My dad is very effusive to his customers. Um, anyway, this is... Uh, Willie or my dad will answer the phone like this. Thanks a lot. It's like that. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's this scary, like... not sc- Not deliberately scary, but it's not... Thank you for calling. Thanks a lot. This is Sirtags It's not that. Like, that is the furthest thing from my dad's <laughs> yeah. strategy. And Willie did it, too. He went, thanks a lot. And I always go, hey, is that Willie? Yeah. It's still not warm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way.
0: I was kind of da- scared. My
1: dad and Willie are both very, very sweet and great people. Well, that's the point. But there's this Boston no-caller, whatever you want to call it, thing in customer service where I was saying to you, the reason why you go, thanks a lot. And you go, Jay, my heat is not working. You don't want to have to follow through with the persona of like, thank you for calling. Thanks a lot. Jay, I'm over up in Cape Cod. Can you come up here? Well, yeah. Based on how I answered the phone, I can. You want to sound uh-huh. busy, put out. Like, it's, it's a defensive measure. Hello, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go. Is that Willie? Yeah, Willie. It's it's Pete Jay's son.
0: Oh hey Pete! Like they sw- <laughs> <laughs> all, <laughs> all of a, a sudden the, the accent's gone completely. <laughs> really? no, oh hey no. Peter! Yeah. Or,
1: or my dad too. Oh thanks a lot. And I'll go Jay because I'm I'm messing with my dad. And he goes yeah. I go dad. It's 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 Pete. <laughs> oh hey Pete, how you doing? Like it's completely- yeah. but those first two. Yeah, it's like the answering the phone version of screening your phone calls.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hello? Okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm not. I, I answered by mistake. <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? Yeah. So I mean, w- when, when Willie answered, Wait. I was so, I was like, oh, yikes. Is this we guy? We caught him at a bad ma- time. Yeah. And then he turned into the sweetest man. It was so fun. For the rest of the conversation. I was like, this is, and I also, I said it in the car, but I'll say it again. Anytime I talk to somebody who's so Boston, I cannot believe that you come from there. It's just so. <laughs> you, you said
1: that. You were like, you're such an avocado from the tree, sunshine boy.
0: Yeah, you're such a Californian. Yeah,
1: no, it's really <laughs> that embarrassingly I true. I can't believe it. Or maybe it's not embarrassing, but it is true.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. I have an idea. But Oh, you I was can... going to say
1: it's like the mafia. The mafia mm-hmm. is like that too. They'll be yeah. like, Hey, Polly Walnuts, who's asking? Yeah. Oh, it's me. It's uh, Tony's cousin, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy! <laughs> it's like that. Uh-huh. But they, they, they don't just let everybody in. I'm the schmuck that answers the phone and is like, hello. <laughs> and it's like a telemarketer. <laughs> and I keep them on the line for 45 minutes. <laughs> hello. It's, it's, uh, this seems like the beginning of a bit. I, went I it right love
0: around. it. Well, you can't do the telemarketer again. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So
0: I have this poem. Okay. But you can veto this if you don't want to because it is very personal. Beans, beans? Yeah. Um, I, so in the beginning of our relationship, dear listener, uh, I would text Pete poems, but they weren't like the poems that I've read on here before. They were all like very silly poems. Um, So I have a whole Google Docs of like, I don't know how many are on here, like 50 poems that I sent to you that I texted you. Um, And most of them are like a little too embarrassing, like a little too sweet, but I think this one's funny. So I'm going to read this one. Okay. I don't think we need music. It's not that kind of poem. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now I just got embarrassed. I want to say I wrote this eight, not eight years ago. Really? Wow. Eight years ago for you, I think. Okay. Wow. Okay. Your love is like a summer day, warm and inviting. Your love is like a toothless dog, always playful, never biting.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I you... forgot you would write these ra- rhyming bones. Remember? Oh, this is really bringing me back. Always toothless, always... Your
0: love is like a toothless dog, always playful, never biting. <laughs> oh. Your love is like a wishing well. I always, it always keeps me hoping This is amazing. Your love is like a Denny's, so convenient, always open.
1: But it's funny on perps. That's fantastic. (laughs) Always hoping.
0: Your love is like a Wonder Bra, supportive for the ladies.
1: Oh my God.
0: Your love is like a Rubik's Cube, complex and from the '80s. (laughs) You should be so
1: proud of this.
0: Uh, It's almost over. (laughs) <laughs>
1: complex and from the 80s i can't believe you almost didn't read this this is fantastic
0: wow. <sighs> thanks your love is like the wind what i feel but cannot see your love is like my favorite because it belongs to me oh cute pretty cute I a little mean, glimpse into our early days i read yeah it's a
1: flashback episode mm-hmm. i read so many kids books to lee where I have to add a word or remove a word I from know. the to meter. To get the right
0: meter. To get yeah. it right.
1: I know. And I'm like, these books are published. And I'm like, <laughs> you are a shining dolphin, my one and true mammal. <laughs> Whatever. And I'm like, my one and true mammal? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You're like a lemon on my drink. You remove my teeth's enamel.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> your, your eyes went up like, well, that one worked. Well, that one worked. <laughs> Oh, you said lemon and drink. It's time for me to get some water. Okay, I love you, Mama. I love you, (laughs) love you guys. I let my yawn out at the end. (laughs) Um,
1: Thanks for joining us. We barely slept. This was kind of a more relaxed one, but I loved it.
0: I loved it too. I hope you guys did too. I mean, it was a relaxed one, but we got we got pretty deep in there. I agree. Um, Just go ahead, do what I always do, and keep it crispy.